This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Doug Ford's plan to scrap the cap-and-trade system is now facing a legal challenge. Greenpeace Canada is taking the Ontario government to court, saying Ontario residents did not receive the 30-day consultation process that they were entitled to. The Environmental Bill of Rights allows this consultation process for environmentally significant regulations and legislation. And this is not the first lawsuit the new government has on its hands, resulting from the changes it's making. Also on the uh, cap-and-trade file, we saw a court rule in favor of Tesla when it argued that it was treated unfairly. And, of course, we've just been talking about a case of the use of the notwithstanding clause sparked by a judicial decision. So... The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And to the matter at hand, we have Keith Stewart, who is a senior energy strategist with Greenpeace Canada, and Jim Carahelios, founder of a national campaign called Axe the Carbon Tax. Uh, Keith, let's start with you. Uh, What is behind this lawsuit? We're basically saying that the government of Ontario should follow the law that there is, you know, Environmental Bill of Rights that says when governments are introducing policies or legislation that has a major impact on the environment, they have to consult with Ontarians. They have to listen to scientists, to the public, that, you know, this government keeps saying that they represent, um, to organizations, to the businesses who want to be a part of that green energy future, so they can make better decisions. Um, it's part of Ontario law. They didn't follow it with the regulation that they passed. Um, They weren't following it with Bill 4, the legislation currently before the legislature that's been introduced but not yet passed. And uh, just last night, after we filed our case, um, the government did actually post it for consultation on the Environmental Bill of Rights Registry. So we're going to be encouraging Ontarians to let their voices be heard. Okay, because as you said, the government now says, but, uh, you know, when we're talking about our previous subject, which is cutting city council, they did not say anything about that during the election campaign, but they talked extensively about axing the carbon tax, and they want a big majority. So I would think that the argument that, yes, this is what people want, uh, is a more compelling argument, certainly in this instance, Keith. Well, election campaigns are fought on a bunch of different things, and I think it's worth pointing out that the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario was actually higher in the opinion polls back in January when they had, as part of the party platform, a um, carbon, having a revenue-neutral carbon tax. Uh, That's what they proposed they were going to do. They were going to be bringing it in. Uh, The people who signed up to run for the party signed up to run under that platform. It was more, they were more higher in the polls then than, than they were on election day. So to say, like, oh, they won because of this is kind of, you know, that wasn't 
the issue of the election. It wasn't actually talked about that much beyond sort of oh, it was you know, talked about bullet points. It was talked about a huge amount. I, there was a period where this was the main issue, getting out in front of saying we're going to get rid of the carbon tax. I'm going to bring Jim Carahelios into the conversation. Uh, you know, I think that if, if there were any issues that was pretty clear when people went to the ballot box that this was going to happen, it, it was this one. Uh, certainly. The entire election campaign, this was a, the primary focus of his platform, and it was a, a key distinguishing point between him and the other two parties, and to the prior leader of the PC party that Keith points out. You know, we've had a lot of talk, I was listening to your show, a lot of talk about defending the Constitution and the attack on the Constitution. But when Justin Trudeau flew over to Paris, signed an agreement, and came back, and a couple months later said, you know what, I'm going to mandate a tax on provincial resources that, according to the division of powers in our Constitution, falls under the control of the provinces, I didn't see anyone very concerned about that attack on the Constitution. And, and I find it kind of, you know, uh, speaking out of both sides of our mouth, when we want to defend the Constitution on things uh, that we disagree with, but we go silent on it on things, uh, um, you know, that, w- that uh, we're happy to go silent on. Uh, look, the, it sounds like, I don't know the details of Greenpeace's uh, litigation, but to me it sounds like Greenpeace is uh, using the courts and a procedural tactic to wage a green war against a taxpayer and against uh, the voters, who 2.3 million voters voted for Doug Ford as premier, and his number one promise was to get rid of cap and trade. That's the most votes that any political party in Ontario has ever received. Okay, let Keith respond to that. Keith? Well, I mean, as I think you both identified, a majority of Ontarians voted for parties that supported having a price on carbon. You know, Doug Ford got 40% of the vote, 60% of the vote voted, people voted for parties that had this in their platform. So, you know, a majority of Ontarians were supporting that. So the this is, but this is part of why we have the Environmental Bill of Rights, which says governments have to consult on these types of things. We all, in the end of the day, you know, the government's going to do what it's going to do. But it, it, they, it they is, also said they were going to take action on climate change. They were going to have their own climate plan, but it wasn't going to have a tax or cap I mean, and trade. So this, what is that? They haven't said. Is this consultation that they've agreed to, is this good enough for you, Keith? Um, we are, I mean, we're actually still having our lawyers talk to their lawyers to work out all the details, so we're partially, that discussion hasn't happened yet. Um, but we will be encouraging people to participate in that consultation. Um, and what we really want is saying to the government is, okay, tell us what your plan is. Because if you don't want to do carbon pricing, there's other ways to approach this problem. Climate change is too serious to ignore. Sticking your head in the sand doesn't protect you from wildfires. It doesn't protect you from flash floods. You know, the kinds of the impacts we're already seeing and are only going to get worse if we don't act on climate. So if you're not going to do carbon pricing, what are you going to do? Here's, Let's talk about that. Here's, uh, here's an observation that, that I have. I mean, uh, I thought there would be lawsuits resulting from axing the carbon tax, but I, w- I was thinking, and we may yet see them, that they would be from businesses who bought the carbon offsets and are now stuck with this to the tune of, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars, uh, wouldn't that be a, an easier route to go? I'm sure we're going to see those as well. Um, but, you know, if I was a business in this, in this case, I would wait until I negotiated with the government over what compensation they were going to pay before I go to the courts to try and ask for more. And I think those, that process is still ongoing. And, in fact, part of that is embedded in this legislation 
that's been introduced but not yet passed. Um, so the, the Premier, Premier Ford, has an obligation to defend the voters and defend the taxpayer. The Auditor General made it very clear that cap-and-trade was not going to reduce emissions, was not going to help Ontario achieve its targets. That's untrue. And it, was going to, it, it was right in the Auditor General report. I read it. No, the Auditor General said the cap, the carbon price alone, isn't enough to achieve the targets. You need other policies as well. Well, but that's not the same as saying it doesn't have any impact. The cap-and-trade system was not going to help Ontario reach its targets. It will and, help. It wouldn't do it on and, its own. And, well, then it's... Then, that's different. Then okay. the count, let me finish. The counter-argument to that is it's breaking and destroying the entire argument of why we need a carbon tax, which is to replace all other regulations. So you can't have it both ways on every issue. What the Auditor General did say, it's going to funnel a bunch of money uh, down to California, and it's going to raid the taxpayer to the tune of $2 billion in the first year, and the premier has the responsibility to protect the taxpayer from a tax grab that is not actually going to do what the politicians were selling the people of Ontario that it's going to achieve. And he acted quickly. The other thing I want to say, two, two more points. Uh, firstly, those companies that bought those credits, uh, that's not a benevolent act. Those costs get passed down to the consumer and that's why the cap-and-trade system is a stealth tax, because it, it, it increases the cost nobody, of production. Nobody's arguing with that. I'm just saying well, I look, am expecting that there is going to be uh, fallout from that. I'm looking forward to the creative arguments that they're going to make and the proof that they actually didn't pass the cost down to their consumers of those products. Secondly, I'm not really sure what the substance of, of Greenpeace's lawsuit and how it's going to make a difference, because... When Premier Ford won, a week or two later, he came out and he said, we're getting out of cap-and-trade, it's over. Before they could even pass uh, uh, or introduce the legislation, because it hasn't passed, or acted in a regulation, uh, the other two jurisdictions said Ontario will not be participating uh, in the next uh, selling of of those auction racket credits. I call it a racket, the whole thing. They they uniformly went ahead and said Ontario's not invited. So what difference does it make? Ontario got shut out because the Premier said, we're going to do this eventually. So I don't see the substance of what this lawsuit is doing, either than uh, trying to stop what a, a democratically elected government did. And this is always the response when when green activists lose. It's either to complain that the election results didn't say what they actually said, or to change the election system, or to fight the battle in court when you lose it in, 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 in an election. Uh, Keith, um, w- what, is your, uh, what are you hoping to result from this? So we want to get um, a ruling from the court that says, you know, what they did was unlawful. Um, you can't jump, you can't uh, simply ignore the Environmental Bill of Rights. Uh, we're trying to get a ruling that said that they have to do consultations. They're now, it looks like they're going to do that. So is that um, the remedy? So an event. But we also want the court to say, you know, in future, don't break the law in the same way. To just kind of like put them on notice that they can't actually ignore the laws of the land. Um, you know, because governments in particular should respect the laws that are in place. Uh, I mean, it looks like to me then that, that the remedy has, is already in place. Uh, let's take a call from Kathy in Niagara Falls. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Go ahead. I'm just afraid with uh, them doing what they're doing about the, the environment. Um, now, uh, Trump's doing the same thing. He's, he's blocking methane leaks in the states, and uh, he's 
you know, changing everything Obama put in to help the environment, and it's like we're going to be even worse off. Mm -hmm. So you're worried that this will hurt the environment? Yes. I'd rather pay more and have our environment safe than not pay, and we're going to be having, you know, fires and all kinds of horrible things that are happening to people. Okay. Kathy, thanks for that. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay, uh, so uh, where does this leave us, uh, Keith? Uh, is is this uh, government uh, promise to consult? Is that enough? Or and and but you're waiting to get a ruling from the court that says uh, don't do this again. Yeah. So part of one of the things in the legislation that they're sort of trying to replace, it actually had greenhouse gas reduction targets embedded in the legislation. We're going to do this much. And the new government has said, well, we're going to have targets, but we won't tell you what they are. So we want the, I mean, we'll be urging them, this isn't part of the court case, but a thing, as part of the consultations, we want the government to actually tell us what they're planning to do so we can have that debate. Um, and I think your, your caller made, like, the key point that doing nothing about climate change has costs. Jim, I mean, what's your... We either pay it in, you know, homes being destroyed and crops being wrecked and, you know, forests being burned down, or we pay to shift to renewable energy. And I think one of those is certainly a lot better for the people of Ontario and for my kids. Jim? So what the caller, the caller has obviously valid concerns, but what the caller, uh, what others have realized is that paying more in terms of a tax, which uh, every politician was bending over backwards for two years to tell us this wasn't a tax, and uh, Justin Trudeau is going to have to be forced to say it's a tax when he goes to court federally to defend the constitutionality. Paying this tax is not going to improve the environment. And there are many uh, reports to suggest it'll actually make it worse through carbon leakage and through ignoring other critical environmental uh, problems that we have. And Keith knows this. Keith can't say to us that if cap-and-trade stays in place, we will never have a natural disaster in this country or in this province ever again. He knows that. And that's, that's not a guarantee that Keith is going to say, and that's not a guarantee that any politician is going to say, and that's why cap-and-trade was a tax grab, because the one guaranteed thing that cap-and-trade was sure to do was to raid the taxpayer and increase government revenue. And uh, this lawsuit, what's your take on it? Which lawsuit are we talking about? The Greenpeace one? Yes. Well, I think think they're looking at a procedural hiccup uh, to uh, try to embarrass a democratically elected government. Uh, And I don't think it has any substantive... uh, uh, It doesn't have any substantive measure in terms of cap-and-trade is over in this province. It's done, and this lawsuit is not going to change that. And you can't reverse what happened in election time and Doug Ford was clear in the election about scrapping cap-and-trade and challenging Justin Trudeau on his attack on the Constitution and he's fulfilling that promise so I, I think it's much ado about nothing okay well um, the province has agreed to consult so to that extent Greenpeace uh, Keith uh, Stewart I guess uh, you've won part of it and we wait to see what the court decides thank you both very much Keith Stewart with Greenpeace and Jim Carahelios with Axe the Carbon Tax thank you thank you you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on Zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.